0: You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2309 North Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m.
1: I hope that this is a way to uh, even frame some of the things that you want to talk about this year, things you want to learn about, things you want to explore, too. So you may want to see it like that. You can also ask questions about the congregation itself. the the direction it's going, where we want to go. It can be that intimate, too. A lot of uh, a variety of things. You can ask a question in general about circle of folk, too. Um, About the Bible, about Christianity, anything. Does that make sense? Normally, these things... Can I say one more thing? I keep talking, I know. Normally, uh, you say something like... I'm a veterinarian who specializes in uh, opossums. Ask me anything. You know, that'd be like the, I, thats obviously not true about me. But um, if it were, then you'd be like, oh, so tell me about all the ones we see in North Philly. Or something like that. <laughs> you, know, this, you know, vile, disgusting creatures. <laughs> so. That's, you know, so this is much more than that. Okay, Belle.
2: Um, so one thing that comes to mind pretty recently, like I wasn't at the budget meeting, but I'm curious to hear a recap of how that went. It sounded like it was really good.
1: This is really good. It was very positive. Um, of the people who were there, um, I think, you know, it, it was a, uh, we affirmed an ambitious budget. And in some ways, you already did. Because a lot of you um, said, as far as sharing goes, congregational sharing, what we share in the Common Fund, which, which we'll talk about in a moment, um, you committed to sharing a certain amount per month. And when we tallied that up, we realized that there was a, we could probably share about $8,000 a month um, and so just by your uh, own vocal uh, commitment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you essentially allowed us to have an ambitious budget. You allowed all of us to. And so I think that uh, would be one way I'd answer that. Yeah, I think it's good because leading up to it, we uh, committed to sharing that much. And as, you know, we were worried, uh, this is really specific, but we were concerned that we would need to find new revenue streams Lay off staff, lower salaries, or um, use savings, for example, to make up the deficit that we that we found that that the the deficit in uh, total uh, uses and sources. Um, and we use that language, uses and sources, as opposed to income and expense. You know, it kind of gets the, a little corporate out of there for a second, which is fine by us. Um, and so we were able to have more sources in terms of the congregational sharing to eclipse that you know we run the whole budget on a shoestring you know there is no for what it's worth there isn't really a lot of salary that you can <coughs> cut you know there's not, there's not, there's not a lot of uh, um, the fat's pretty well trimmed you know you <coughs> start cutting into meat if you keep trimming so there's a problem you know there isn't a lot of money to lose
3: i thought i'd say one thing about the meeting before it happened i think you were saying like this is going to be fun and i'm sure like many people hear that and are like yeah right a bunch of meetings skeptical i just want to say i laughed multiple times during that meeting and it was fun discussing i think we discuss a lot about how we do things and not uh very like nitpicky detail of things so want to throw it out there it was it was fun it was like an enjoyable discussion in many like different directions that um, I don't think come come to mind when someone hears like budget meeting but it's really like like direction meeting and stuff like that like it's really like more than
2: th- just, and just
1: and I think I think it's fun, fun because you're there. serious people too you know I think that's a part of the reason why it's fun because you actually care about this you're interested in it um, I'm glad you said that it was fun um, but I kind of make everything I do fun. It almost has to be fun. Or else am I doing it? So I bring the fun. That's, I, that's my whole that's my life. <laughs> Any more about that subject or a new question? That's a really great way to get us started. How'd you guys feel about that? Great. Good? Yep. Oh,
0: good, Charles. I hey. have another
1: question. Okay, good. Not about the question. That's fine. Um,
0: So, something I've been trying to work on personally, I guess it could be part of a resolution, but it's just something that's continuing from last year, too, is having more of a voice for myself. I consider myself a (coughs) pretty flexible person, but sometimes I don't draw good boundaries for myself or voice my opinions enough. and in a church where we, or church community where we encourage people to be leaders, how can we help them have more of a voice for themselves, especially when they're trying to say no to a responsibility?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. Um, the uh, self-knowledge it takes to uh, be that assertive is a great place to start. Um, One thing I would encourage people who are looking to assert their voice is to find it. Um, Actually have an interior life that gives you something to say because you know who you are. And you can actually represent yourself. I can only suspect what you might say based on my best intuition. Um, And so for me, I rely on your own self-knowledge and self-awareness talk back to me Um, and talk back to all the leaders Um, so it takes some trust you know so I hope that we uh, allow people space to develop that trust but it takes some interior stuff too you actually have to know yourself so uh, even when you're asked the question can you do this pray about it think about it talk to other people about it you know, forestall your uh, decision so you can actually discern. Um, this is, I think, that's 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 one thing I would say. Um, but it's you know, when I think about empowering someone else, I think it begins there. Um, and also for us, yeah, for for if you when you're asking someone something, you should also search your own heart and discern your own question. Talk about it with others. So I think that kind of reflection um, inwardly is really helpful for us. Um, but for me and for you, when the rubber hits the road, I, do, I personally have an expectation of some leaders to actually know you, you, you need to be this assertive. So figure out what you want to say. Um, it's safe enough for you to assert yourself. But you'll have to uh, learn how to do that, which is not that easy to do in a world that doesn't expect you to be assertive you know and when you are especially if you're a woman assertive you know people 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 uh, criticize you say negative things about you you know they don't trust you you know all of a sudden you get all these character like character criticism doesn't make any sense but that's what happens so <laughs> it's hard to do that I hope that we have and I want to create an environment that's okay for you to assert yourself as a man or a woman Oh, I think we have some really assertive women around here. I like that. Um, so I hope that helps. That's something I uh, there Do you think I answered that question? Would you add something else, Sandy? I
4: don't know. To to you. Charles, you want to add to this? Yeah, actually, I've been thinking, actually. On a similar plane, as Andrea was saying, I was thinking a lot about how personally I should be a little, should speak up more for myself this year, because I tend to stay a little quiet, especially because I don't want to disturb the peace. Uh, my question was basically not on a personal level, but definitely more on a societal, political level, because I think what we have seen last year, what we're probably see this, this year is that there's a whole lot of fractures when it comes to our life politically and as a society how we relate to each other. You know, the election and post-election was filled with kind of linked in this regard and assumptions for people and groups of people uh, to the point where um, I think we know at this point that in order for us to kind of foster or create a different space where um, society is at least a bit more equitable and fair and just to everybody, we have to speak up. My question is, how do we do that, I guess even when we're not necessarily an expert in politics? Because I know it seems like everything is about politics, and personally, I mean, used to say I hate politics, but I say I hate what politics has become. So there's a important distinction. So it's not that I really dislike it, but what it seems to me is that um, in order for you to be heard politically, it seems like the name of the game is to automatically just kind of be judgmental, dismissive. And that's not a one I don't think is going to necessarily. Um, be helpful for us so how do we um speak up for issues we care about whether it can be you know immigration or better racial justice or better social justice in general how do we speak up for those things and work uh towards better justice even when we're not let's say a political expert you know, justice is an interesting word to me. I think
1: about yeah, this a lot. I um, as far as I can tell, the world is full of hate. The best thing we can do is sow seeds of love. Um, and so, love really matters. You know, Miroslav Volf, Croatian intellectual uh, theological guy, wrote a great book called uh, Exclusion and Embrace. He says, um, if you want justice and nothing but justice, you'll eventually get injustice. But if you want justice um, without injustice, you must want love. And it, it, this is an incisive statement. It's not, a, it's not meant to be a, a platitude. Um, you know, as Christians, I think we absolutely stand with the oppressed. Um, but when the oppressed become the oppressor, which would be the end game of the uh, justice system, we have to stand with now who is oppressed. When we think about um, violence and counter-violence, and I'll use a a complicated example to illustrate this. When you think about Syria, for example, and you think about two, two, three, four, five warring political parties vying for power, Um, one of them may actually get it. When we think about our contemporary political economy in the United States, about who's oppressed and who isn't, it's almost unfathomable to imagine the oppressed becoming the oppressor. Even when you think about Israel-Palestine, very hard to imagine that scenario either. But when you talk about Syria, you can actually see, side may actually win this. Um, And then who will they oppress? Because violence um, begets more violence. It reciprocates itself. And so we stand with those who are oppressed now. And then those whom the oppressed now oppress in their own liberation. You know, without Jesus, you're going to get into a power game all the time. Is this too intellectual, are you following what I'm saying? And so I think about that a lot. Um, and so, you know, I talk to a lot of people who would, who uh, want to use violence to uh, get their justice. Um, that's, that's a complicated idea for me as a peace person because I think that the tool itself um, is is unjust, and the kind of justice you get with violence isn't really justice. You know, I have a very uh, kind of Kingian perspective on the world, so I follow uh, you know Martin Luther King, who followed Jesus, and um, you mm-hmm. can deconstruct some of his nonviolence, but um, I think what he brought to the table uh, makes a lot of sense. And so, not a violence, love first. And watch your mouth the vitriol you spit, you, you you uh you spill
2: yeah
1: yeah puke <laughs> on someone that acid is violence in itself and so you have to you know your the tongues are rudder so watch what you say you know they're not just words they count And so we know we will know each other by that. And so even if you want to help someone get from here to there, because we're discipling people in the way of Jesus, um, you have to figure out how to be a winsome convincer. Actually, get them to change their mind, and do so in a way that's loving, not in a way that's judgmental, mean, holier than thou. Um, We can talk a lot about Christians around the world who. around the country who are just um you know screaming about repentance and fire and brimstone yeah we're not really into that here but if you're uh if how you speak about politics is the same vitriolic you know brimstone and fire of its own you should think about that because we don't operate that i don't want to operate that way i actually have to learn the uh, art of persuasion and believe that i uh have a truth that's good enough to persuade someone to believing. Does that make sense? I think about this a lot. So, thanks. Sorry, I might have just kept answering your question. <laughs> no, it sounds like a comment there, extremism, I guess, in a way, which is like how a lot
4: of people are, you know, even trying, they think the only way to get her is by having some form of extremism. And I think the way, no, first, I think we have to get to the point where we actually get the I puts for the, whatever the word is for lack of a better term to actually counteract that because we think by leaving alone is going to stop. But I think we all see that, you know, as friends, unless we willingly get in there
1: and change it. And I don't think we should compromise our beliefs. I think that extreme is one word, but I think the love of Jesus is radical and so you have to help someone get there. This is an an intense thing. Um, You know, you're following a guy who uh, literally got killed for his life and what he was bringing, so yeah, it's pretty radical. Um, You know, he was charged with sedition against Rome, and that was his crime. And so, yeah, uh, the the Roman uh, symbol of execution is our, the one that we wear around our neck now, or at least some of us do. This this movement's pretty wild. Um, it's gained some favor, apparently, but that's what it's kind of built on. More questions? Budget? Assertiveness? A little politics?
5: Yeah, uh, continuing on the politics trend. Um, we're into that around here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I grew up going to a church that, like, Preached a lot of politics from the pulpit and I didn't agree with um, most of it. I, mean, I say when I was a kid I just didn't really care, but um, it turned out that I didn't agree. And then I got really turned off to politics being preached from the pulpit. Um, and we talk about politics a lot, and for me it is something that is like very important that working at. So I uh, I feel a responsibility to move within the system, but we have people in our community who like purposely don't vote because they don't want to be part of the system, and people who are working in the system, and we have people who um, have like very strong political leanings, and people who are more in the middle, maybe even people on like the opposite side. So how do we maintain like a, a wel- welcoming? community while still
1: like talking about these really important things yeah this is a good I think this is a theological question Um, if you read Paul he wrote a series of letters in the New Testament and now we sort them chronologically by their size for some reason that's how it works in your bible Paul's letters start with the biggest, they go to the smallest. So I don't know why they did that. They're not in any sort of order besides that. There's no chronology here. TMI. (laughs) He'll teach you how to be inclusive. And he really bent over backwards to include someone. You know, he even told women, uh, cover your head so you don't offend the... uh, People around you, so you don't offend the people in Cor- uh, Corinth who would think that um, you not covering your head, which you totally have the right to do, uh, is obscene. You know, It'd be, it, you know, you you have the right to not wear a shirt too. You know, but you know, if you don't mind, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bigger subject when you when you exercise that right. He's trying to hold together groups of people in a very difficult uh, time. Carefully moving along. He told the Romans, you know, don't uh, don't cause too much trouble with the government. Um, you know, we're not conforming to the patterns of this world. We're transformed by the spirit. But don't go try to take down the Roman Empire, uh, because this little baby movement we have of Christianity, which, by the way, is illegal uh, in the empire, uh, they're going to they're going to end it. They're just going to mow us down. So if you don't mind, just be nice to the uh, uh, Roman centurions who want to kill you. Because we really we don't have that many people. We have like 100 people in the Roman church. So we can't lose any. You know? Um, he's trying to just, he's compromising. He's figuring that out. Uh, so I think we have to have a Pauline, kind of all things to all people. We meet them right where they're at and help them move with Jesus. Here's the thing though, I can't keep you safe from Jesus. So if that offends you, you know, it's not, you know, we can be friends, but I don't know what I else I can do here, you know, in the context of my life. Jesus is gonna move you in one way. Jesus is a lot more hard line than Paul or than at least how the gospels portray it. You know, we usually say the opposite, don't we? Yeah. Paul's mean, Jesus is nice. Now I think Jesus is a little harsh. When he meets the rich young ruler, he says to him, Sell everything you have and then you can follow me. That is meeting him where he's at for like a second and then a second later it's like, Oh yeah, get rid of all your stuff because you have too much and it's you know, it's a bad look. You know, we're not we're not, we're not into that here. So move along, you know. If you don't want to do it, don't. You know, yeah, I'm gonna separate separate the sheep from the goat, right here at the end of Matthew. Matthew 25 where he says, yeah, you didn't visit me in prison. You didn't give me anything to drink or anything to eat or clothes to wear. You know, that was me who you were ignoring. Jesus is pretty hard line about how to do it. The Sermon on the Mount is uh, an aggressively uh, spoken piece about how to be the alternative. And so uh, we, we have to bring the truth, but we also have to love people where they're at. Paul's loving them. Jesus is really telling the truth. They're working together, I think. Um, you know, John the Baptist, before Jesus is, uh, before as he's making a way for Jesus, is telling people, this is exactly how you should act in the kingdom. Soldiers, here's how you act. Tax collectors, here's how you act. It's very clear. It's a radical movement. So, um, I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't put a lot of value in merely tolerating each other. You know, we actually have to love each other, actually be in a relationship. So no, I can't, I can't just have a kind of pluralistic tolerant uh, outlook that's not good enough. We actually have to move. Um, And some things just shouldn't be tolerated. So some things more than others will probably get a harsher reaction than others, you know. You know, if you start making generalizations to my face about my skin, for example, um, yeah, you're gonna have to find some someplace else. This this, this relationship can't really work, um, because I can't really. Come on, man, I can't. <laughs> I can't change what I look like. So unless you change your mind, this is gonna be uncomfortable. It's like a bad first date. Like, yeah, this isn't gonna. You going to put racist on your uh, on your. Uh, Okay, Cupid, so, (laughs) now that I know that, you know, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Does that help, Sandy? I don't know if I gave you a lot of comfort there. Maybe Jonathan can. I
3: wanted to throw in a specific thing just yesterday. Belle and I went to a protest against drone warfare stuff up in Horsham, and okay. one of the things that was mentioned, you know, because there's a lot of people driving by, really opposed to the, uh, the peaceful protesters, and uh, they're opposed to the protesters. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah, and what do they do? Mostly middle fingers. Some, a lot of FUs go home because they like the drones. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so someone pointed out to me that like one reason. To be in defense of that is, you know, the idea that it saves soldiers from going and killing or risking their lives, and so like if you're against drone warfare, you're pro soldier death or something. It was just an interesting point to like, huh? Not not that that like takes me to the other side or something of <laughs> this idea, you know, but it, it's just a very specific example of where I think learning that perspective at least a little bit, you know whatever the differing political perspective is, there's, some, there's usually some decent reason. Like there's there's a lot of decent people like on the other side of whatever you're thinking mm-hmm. that have a decent reason. And then there's a lot of other stuff mixed in it. And we're all caught up in oppression in some way and have uh, flaws in our views, you know. Um, so like my parents are pretty politically different than me but I don't, but I see, like, from their, you know, experience, why, they're, uh, where they're at, where they're at, where they it or something, you know, it's um, so, yeah, you know, there's a lot, there's just a lot of, like, really, I'm trying to understand it, while, I don't think that means, like,
1: we just move to the middle, and, like, everything's fine either, but. It's truth and love, you're right. Empathy. Understanding of someone who's different than you, I think that's important. <laughs> um, but I have to talk back to the people saying that and say, no, you have to understand me too. Right. Um, right. So I, I want well, that. And that's I, why we need you know, to
3: be in, in the community together and have relationships where we can work on it over time, and not like shouting from the side of the road to figure something out. Like there was no particular my, my but like so a lot of examples like there's not really a, a great way to like have a conversation but um, that's why we need really to have the variety in here, I think. So we can have have a conversation and have the relationship that goes deeper than just that topic or something.
1: One of my mentors was once giving a sermon um, this is around the Iraq War. And he was making a pretty strong case against the Iraq War, um, which you know I, uh, makes sense to me, personally. And considering the results of the conflict uh, should make sense to everybody. Um, and he offended someone who left the meeting, gave a sermon. Someone was offended. They walked out. Um, if that happens, you just have to let it happen. I can't dumb down the truth for you. You can deliver it in a way that's kind, and I think I should do that. but I do have the expectation that I, yeah I will empathize with you, but I'm going I'm, I, and, and I do want to understand you, but I want you to return the favor. Um, so maybe you think drone warfare is pro-soldier death, which is a huge leap, if you ask me, <laughs> but you have to know. That I'm against drone warfare because they're droning people that look like me and like people that look like my kids. So this is what I'm talking about. This is very personal. Isn't it? You know, this is this is like it's it's really close. So um, yeah, I'll empathize with the uh, with the uh, person saying that. But you know, give me a break. Would you please, um, with all of your power, come to understand me? Um, I have a lot more that I could say about this. Um, ask me later. Ask me anything later. Um, <laughs> we have a different I have, I have more, but that's enough for now. Any more let's let's help the next question I don't want to be about politics because <laughs> I'm getting a, getting a little hot here.
6: Julian um, you, you're saving us Yes, I'm trying <laughs> I'm do my best um, I don't know. It's kind of a general opening question about just like Circle of Hope's cultural contributions. How can, in the new year and beyond, like be a force in the cultural community of Philadelphia, the local region? Because I think all the politics do is just tend to divide us more and more. Whereas the arts and humanities, and by going back to what's common among everyone else, generally you can make those ties that, like Jonathan's saying, like you realize, wow, you know, this person, we have more in common than we think. We eat together, we can listen to this music together. We're not completely at each other's throats just because you, like, Trump's a great guy or something. Like, yes, that's an artificial expression of your, where you're at, but let's bond and let's connect over something else. So, like, I'm just kind of wondering, beyond just, you know, spreading the mission to church and getting out, like, is there any sort of future just visioning as far as like being more active in the community or being more of a cultural force in a sense, I don't know, it's a very open-ended general
1: question. You know, I, I wrote a paper about this this semester, and if someone <coughs> removed Circle of Hope from Philadelphia, and I don't just mean North Broad, and I don't want you to uh, reduce your, your Circle of Hope-ness to just North Broad. We're talking about all five congregations. That's not a very good yeah. sentence. Don't, don't yeah. say circle of openness again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just word to the wise. All five congregations, all the businesses, thrift stores, and so on, if you took those out, uh, there'd be a lack. You know? And if you took the people out themselves, there'd be a significant uh, void in my opinion. You know, if you took Nick Schumer out of Kensington, Kensington would feel it, right? And and you don't say this ever because you're a humble guy, (coughs) but, you know, all the boards you serve on, for example, you know, all the meetings, don't you have like a meeting like every night?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, they'd feel that difference. Um, So I I do think we have it. One way that we specifically want to do it here is, uh, you know, we're we're kind of tucked away. Um, Not very well-known. You know, if, if if we make this deal at Broad and Susquehanna, and we're looking at a building there, and we actually are a stable, this this alone helps the neighborhood, which is my neighborhood. I mean, I live right here. You know, I don't I don't I'm a large commute. If we are a stable, consistent presence, uh, not going anywhere in North Philly, I think that's positive. Um, and not really interested in making money, you know. That's that, that's that's a good thing. You know, the uh, the developers that move in that just want more money are a little, uh, um, you know, uninspiring. Um, but I, I would like to be uh, kind of a, a um, just known as a as a secure place. My neighbors finally uh, trusted me when they met the kids
6: mm-hmm.
1: because they thought, oh, you're not just gonna move because people with kids don't move, because it's annoying to move. So, oh, you're going to stay here for a while, aren't you? Because you have all this stuff that colonized your house. (laughs) You can't even move, you know? So uh, then then there's some trust that happens there. Long-term presence matters. And so to answer your question, existing, committing to be. uh, But also, I think that we have a ton of great compassion ideas you know, uh, compassion teams that we can form. But I think that uh, if you feel maxed out, like Andrew is talking about, I can't take on another responsibility, like start a compassion team, be vocal about what you do in your own life that uh, contributes to the sake of Jesus. So it could be your work at Pathways or the advocacy that you do or uh, what you go to school for a lot of things that you can just talk about. Here's what I do, or all the uh, non-profit boards you serve on. You know, we can be vocal about that and say, just so you know, here's what I'm doing. And yeah, a lot of it is because of how Jesus has moved in my life and because of my participation here. And so even though uh, you don't see the work that we do branded as Circle of Hope, which I don't really care about, you're still a representative in your own real, organic way. Um, so does that make sense? Does that help, Julian? Yeah. Yeah, I really like the question. Um, and it does take some boundary crossing. Um,
3: yeah. Maybe yeah, we could host a show of yours. So. <laughs> 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 it's not Just saying.
2: There there, there
1: something specific. Yeah. Let's get a few more.
0: I really liked um, during Advent how we had the children up here singing, and Sylvia still sings the Light of Candle song. Oh, that's good. She's one. With, yeah, she sang it for a grandparent. Um, and my question is about the children, not just our children, but in 2017, how can we serve our children and then the children of our city? I work for the School District of Philadelphia, and tomorrow's my 10 year anniversary.
1: Hey!
6: Started uh, teaching right after
1: the break.
0: I started teaching January second. It was sixth grade. That's and it horrible. Was a special
1: assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I wasn't going to a classroom January second and do anything. Um,
0: it was not. It was pretty. They told me I was teaching a one-two split, and then they're like, "We are just, just kidding. You're going to teach sixth grade." So my one-two split <laughs> wow. lesson. Which early. school was it? Um, uh, Creighton Elementary. They shut it down as a mastery right now. Yeah. So that was wow. ten years ago.
1: Wow. There's um, some badass kids there. So. Me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. Um, I <laughs> <home, you> know. <laughs>
0: and the, the teacher burnout rate in Philadelphia is three to four years, so I've been there ten, and yeah. Yeah. I don't plan yeah. on retiring. So anyway, um, <laughs> my question is, what are we going to do for the children of this city? What are we going to mm-hmm. do for our kids, and we're we going to do for the children of this city?
1: I'm going to talk about the building again, but I think that <laughs> no. the, the building is good. I mean, for our kids, I think we're have a more hospitable place for them. Uh, I agree. So that's, I mean, just even for our uh, program or something, you know, five years ago, one of the pastors uh, said, in the the next five years, you're going to have to figure out how to have an elementary school because, you know, when we first started, we had three kids. Now we have, you know, uh, seven times that amount. Um, So we have something else to work on. I just, yeah, but noticing the kids in our neighborhoods and in Philly is really important. Um, Paying attention to them. Uh, The thing we do is really relational. You know, you could, I I still do some activism with public education. I'm interested in that as a hobby of mine in some ways and a a personal interest. And I now have uh, actual interests in it. Um, But the thing that we do is incarnational. Relational listening, getting to know kids, uh, even know that they're noble. They're so short, sometimes you just overlook them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And even here, develop a relationship with the kids that are here so that they can actually be engaged in something, you know. If they're uh, annoying you because they're running around after throwing popcorn everywhere or something like that you know, have a relationship with them where you can actually talk to them. Not just about their problems or something, but even just talk to them. Listen to them. You know, they, they, they want to keep busy. They want to talk to you. Uh, I think they'd like that. So have that kind of relationship. Um, it's good. And take that hospitable spirit elsewhere. Any more, Vicki, would you add something to them?
0: No, just I appreciate being a parent in this community. It helps me as a mom. It helps me as a wife. So I think we're doing a really good thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Any more?
2: Oh, we Well, also, some, well yeah. I, I wanted you to want say, to this things that we are doing, um, it's and, you know, just not our congregation, but in the whole, and you know, our congregation, Definitely, we have compassion teams that are at work with children, not just in our community, but like in the broader of Philadelphia. Like, you know, the treehouse, uh, kids right up here in North Philly, You know, with books. I mean, literacy is a very big thing um, to, to advocate for in the city of Philadelphia, and also the free daily goods exchange, where you can get to host that and have children and families from all over Philadelphia to come. Just to get free clothes, and um, just putting clothes on kids' backs in Philadelphia for free is is a very big deal um, mm-hmm. with no strings attached. You know? um, mm-hmm. And that's that cannot be, you know, underrated. And uh, just and, and just even when you know, Norris does Circle Hope does um, you know galleries for children with art there. You know, like they they put up kids art on the walls, like art galleries don't do that, you know, like it's, it's something special that our, our church does as a whole and, you know, with, with cultural arts too, you know, in that sense of like, yeah, children need ways to, you know, express themselves and I also know, you know, other people doing, you know, poetry and teaching, you know, urban kids like, yeah, this is a great way to, to express yourself too, So, you know, people are doing it in our community, whether it's circle sort hope of, or we're not. We are circle sort of hope. We're, we're doing this. People are just already doing these things in Philadelphia. It's, it's really great and encouraging to see that.
1: It is good. One more. Or not. It has happen fast.
2: <laughs> also, we have a baby institute here. January January 14th. We need volunteers. (laughs) Any more?
1: It's good. Thanks for doing this. Um, Best thing about this is it'll be different next time, too. So um, if you want to keep asking, stick around.
0: Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect tab at circleofhope.net.